All right, well, welcome. This is our first go at having a pre-recorded sermon. And as we launch this unhurry series and wanting to slow down in life, I don't think anybody expected that we would be having mandatory shutdowns and mandatory quarantines and all sorts of um, crazy unexpectedness. And so in the midst of all of that, as uh, Bo and I were chatting, we felt like it was actually really appropriate for us to be sharing about Sabbath and about practices that can anchor us in rhythms and patterns that are predictable when our world seems to not be. So let me pray and I'll share with you um, are some thoughts on Sabbath. So Lord, as we uh, are meeting digitally and giving this a go, um, ask that you would shape us more into your likeness and allow us to see um, your invitation and to respond accordingly. And I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So Sabbath is not an obligation, but an invitation. So the definition of Sabbath uh, would be a block of time in which we stop work, we enjoy rest, we practice delight, and contemplate God. And it's usually practiced from sundown to sundown. Personally, I think Sabbath gets a bad rap because it is most associated with the Ten Commandments, which most people think of as ten rules instead of as best practices on how to live and how to flourish. So yes, Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11, say, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day, the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or female servant, or your cattle, or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. And that's the key for us as we think about Sabbath. Sabbath is not just another day. It is an other day, meaning it is set apart. It's a day that is regarded as other. This is what it means to be holy. It is not common. It is designated for a specific use. The scriptures talk about spoons and candlesticks that are set aside for a specific purpose. And that's where we have this word holy come from. Other interesting part is that the people of God are referred to as being set apart, a nation, a holy nation. It is not common it has a designated and specific use. And thus, 
is the same for Sabbath. Practicing a Sabbath day is a day that we do not do the common things, but instead we remember it, we're mindful of it. It's at the forefront of our mind to keep it holy. So we don't do household chores on Sabbath, and we don't pay the bills on Sabbath. We don't work on Sabbath. Those are common things, but we do what brings the light, things that are restful, things that connect us to God. Six days are common, one day holy. Six days common, one day holy. There's a six in one rhythm. Been reading this uh, Emotionally Healthy Leader book by Peter Scazzaro. And he says about Sabbath, this type of rhythm is a reflection of the rhythm that undergirds all of creation. In the cycle of a day, there's light and dark, sunrise and sunset, tides coming in and tides going out. Over the course of months, there are cycles of the moon, the seasons, and their attendant cycles of growth and dormancy, as well as the great movements of the galaxies. I think this nature narrative really highlights the heart of practicing Sabbath, that there is a restorative pattern to Sabbath rest. Now, interestingly, <clears throat> Jesus never said to practice Sabbath. But he did say to take on his yoke and that that was his way, his way of living. And he said that his yoke was easy and that it was light and that if we're to follow Jesus and Jesus's way, then we must accept clearly that Jesus practiced Sabbath. The one thing that Jesus did say about Sabbath in Mark 2 is very interesting. He says, Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Sabbath was made for man. And I think this is the place for us uh, to contemplate even as we think about uh, the weeks ahead of us where we know that on Sundays we won't be doing what we've done in the past. We won't be gathering in the way that we've gathered. There will be uh, hours in the day that aren't spoken for. Most of us that have uh, kids in school, our weekdays are going to look way different. Hours of the day that our kids uh, were on the school premises are going to be home. And so the next few weeks are going to look very different for us. But this idea that Sabbath was made for man um, has caught my attention. And so I'd like for you to consider that. Why would that be? Why was Sabbath made for man? And I would say because we have the tendency to trade in our human being and to settle for human doing. We have a tendency to trade in our human being and to settle for human doing. Sabbath regularly reminds us that we are not the Lord. <laughs> that the Son of Man is Lord over all, even 
on the Sabbath. That Sabbath is an invitation. That Sabbath is a gift that lifts the burden of needing to produce something every day. Sabbath is a delight that reminds us that we're human beings and we're not only human doings. And Sabbath is a part of that restorative rhythm that connects us to all other created things in which God delighted at creation. And I love in the creation narrative, on the first day of all creation, on the day when everything was finally up and running, the culmination of all the days of creation leading up to that big day, that big first day of all creation, the day that I'd be freaking out on that everything might just fall apart on that day, God rested. May we hear the invitation today and might we courageously respond and say, yeah, yes, I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll try the Sabbath thing. Teach me, God, what it is to rest in you fully.